Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the New Classical FM. I grew up on rock music. I mean, I grew up in England in the in the late 60s and 70s, so, you know, you couldn't help but love rock music, whatever your parents thought. That's music director Peter Unjan. You'll hear more from him later in the show. But first, RBC affiliate composer Jordan Powell has a new piece making its world premiere this week with the TSO. It's called City and Color, and it features a rare and extraordinary instrument whose sound will be new to many listeners. It's called the handpan. Jordan joins me and my co-host TSO principal bass Jeff Beecher to tell us more. He's joined by instrument maker Michael Dragoman, TSO assistant percussion Georgi Vidnov, and handpan guru Gary Diggins. Welcome to the show, everyone. Great to be here. So, Jordan, first of all, tell us a bit about this piece that's using this instrument. Well, as you mentioned, it's called City in Color. And it was commissioned by the Toronto Symphony as my first piece uh, that I'm writing for them. And it's about 11-minute long piece. And it's a piece that finds its inspiration in the city environment. Uh, you know, we've there's, there's countless examples across the history of classical music uh, of composers trying to evoke uh, cityscapes, um, you know, sound of traffic, uh, jazzy sort of idioms to create the illusion that we're sort of inside the city. With my piece, I want to I capture something perhaps a little more ineffable. Um, when you think of uh, the time-lapse videos online of cities, uh, streaming lights of traffic, vistas of, of cityscapes, and I want to try to capture this sort of momentum or energy or life force that exists within the city. So, Jordan, you've used this uh, very special and unusual instrument in your piece, the handpan. Can you tell us what it is and and why you decided to incorporate it into your work? Uh, Well, uh, I think my colleagues here would would be able to tell you what it is better than than I would, but uh, I could tell you why I was attracted to it. Yeah, please. Uh, So... I mean, like like anyone of my generation, we come across things on Facebook. <laughs> right, <laughs> our news source. It, our news source. So it just happened to pop up on my news feed, uh, a video of this incredibly mystical instrument, an uh, instrument I've never heard of before, never seen before. And the sound just really took hold of me. And it was actually at the point when I had just started writing City in Color. Uh, and, and it was the sound of the piece. I mean, there's a certain metallic warmth. Uh, it's sort of an oxymoron, but there's a certain warmth to the metallic quality of sound that it has. Mm-hmm. And the instrument creates this sound aura that, that really is, is quite beautiful. And I think, I'm, I'm hoping, will blend quite well with the, the rest of the orchestra. So I think now would be a good time to hear this instrument. And just to describe it for you, it l- basically looks like a 1940s rendition of a flying saucer with some divots on the top. Gary, would you do us the honors? I believe yours is uh, tuned for D minor. Yes, this okay. one was handcrafted by the maker, Michael Dragoman. Who's right next to me, but we're going to hear the instrument now. Yeah. Wow, Beautiful. that is gorgeous. Gorgeous, amazing. So we're here with the instruments maker, the handpan maker, uh, Michael Dragomon. Michael, can you tell us uh, how it's made and if you make them specifically for each person or are they sort of just mass, they're not mass produced, they must be individually made? That's a trade secret. Okay. (laughs) Uh, No, I was first introduced to the instrument about three years ago by Gary Diggins, invited to play at this fundraising event. And he pulled this flying saucer-like instrument out of the bag, and uh, it had this amazing sound. So, of course, my first question is, Gary, where can I get one of these? He said, you can't. And I said, what do you mean I can't? He said, well, if you had a million dollars, you still couldn't get one. You have to be interviewed over in Switzerland to be put on the waiting list, and then you might get one 
maybe 10 years from now. So, of course, that wasn't very appealing to me, so I decided I think I'm going to try and make one. And, and my background is a concert piano tuner, and I was trained by one of the best, uh, Ted Samble, who tuned for Glenn Gould. So I thought, how hard can it be, really? Um, but I'll tell you, it was exponentially harder than I thought. So I was really a woodworker, and, and I'd never really worked with metal in that way. So I had to learn about machining metal and metallurgy and all these things, heat-treating processes. So a uh, very elaborate system. And then instead of tuning with a tuning hammer like you do in, in a piano, you use a ball-peen hammer, hmm. like you would hammer a nail into a, into a board. Same kind of technique. And the other thing interesting about the instrument is that each of the notes talks to each other. Mm-hmm. So when you tune one and you change the tension in that note, it also affects all the others. So you have to go round and round until you finally get them close enough so they stop interfering with one another. So we have the one that will be performed with the TSO here, and maybe Georgi Vidinov can give us a demonstration of that instrument. That was RBC affiliate composer Jordan Powell, along with instrument maker Michael Dragoman, TSO assistant percussion Georgi Vidinov, and handpan guru Gary Diggins. Jordan's new work, City and Color, premieres at the TSO this week. You're listening to the TSO podcast. Stay with us. The TSO performs Beethoven Symphony No. 3, the Eroica, on June 15th, 16th, and 17th. These performances are led by music director Peter Ungen. I went backstage to find out more about the piece and what's coming up for the TSO in June. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Kathleen. First of all, tell us about Late Night and what makes it a unique moment in the season. Well, this is an idea I came up with about, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Uh, and in fact, I had conducted in Zurich at the Tonhalle Orchestra. Now, you might think Zurich is a kind of, you know, traditional place, conservative place, whatever. But they started doing late nights quite a long time ago. It was David Zinman's idea, their music director. Uh, and what was really cool about it, we, we did a late night concert and then members of the orchestra turned into a rock band, several of them. And uh, all these young people stayed and had a great time and dancing and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, wow, this is perfect for Toronto. So it's been great fun and a great success. And sometimes we do very novel things. And this year is no exception because we have kind of two revolutionary pieces in a way. Uh, that's sort of the idea of it. We're going to play Beethoven's Eroica Symphony, which, you know, was was written actually sort of in praise of Napoleon Bonaparte. So the whole symphony is by far longer than any previous symphony written. So it was very um, novel in its day. And I thought, how nice would it be if we do something which is kind of novel in our day as to accompany this Eroica Symphony or to, or to complement it, if you like. So the second part of the program will be a brand new electric violin concerto written by the bass guitarist, who was also the, uh, one of the principal songwriters of R.E.M. Um, and it's, uh, it's a piece for strings, uh, rock group and electric violin. And it is very, very cool, very fun. And uh, and actually very beautiful in in a lot of places. So it's a it's a novel idea in the sense that you know you've got electrified electronic music as it were or amplified music at least with strings with traditional strings non amplified. Um, and Mike Mills, the the bass guitarist of of REM, will be on stage with us playing bass guitar, playing some guitar as well I think, and playing keyboards. So that's going to be the program. 
So how does a hardcore classical guy like you wind up mixed up with a rock guy like R.E.M.'s Mike Mills? Well, uh, a great friend of mine from Macon, Georgia, a wonderful violinist who's actually been here, Robert McDuffie is his name, he did the premiere, he commissioned Philip Glass to write The American Four Seasons, and uh, we premiered that about five, six years ago, something like that. Um, but Bobby was at school with me um, in, in New York in the 70s, and we've been great friends ever since. Um, and I'm also actually, you know, obviously I love all kinds of music. I love jazz, um, but I also I grew up on rock music. I mean, I grew up in England in the in the late '60s and '70s, so you know you couldn't help but love rock music, whatever your parents thought. And uh, so, and then funnily enough, I was just doing the American Four Seasons last week in Atlanta, and Mike Mills um, it lives down there, and so he came along to the concert, and we spent several hours together afterwards chatting about the piece and uh so you know music is music um, musicians love being being together and especially i think if they play different styles of music so the end of the season is in sight but it's not over yet what are you looking forward to with what remains well really what we've got is the second city series of um, sort of comedy concerts where we play some some beautiful music but these incredible comedians led by Colin Mockery um, talk about music in a way that is actually very inspiring as well as being very funny and they just these skits are hysterical we did this show I, I, I guess it was about two years ago and everybody loved they sold out and everybody loved the show so they said we've got to to, to repeat this uh, this program um, and other than that, we have this beautiful program of the Beethoven Eroica Symphony uh, preceded by Yefim Bronfman playing the third Beethoven piano concerto, the C minor. Incredible. What a great pianist. I mean, truly one of the great artists living today. And we're also doing a premiere of resident composer Jordan Powell, a brand new piece which I have just received the score of. So I will be cramming it uh, to, to, to make sure I'm prepared for rehearsals and performance of that. So that's always exciting, premieres. Great, thank you so much. It's a great pleasure. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, you can be in touch with the TSO at any time. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO Podcast.